What is up, everybody? Welcome to Down the Middle, the number one podcast in the world. Uh, my name is Los, and this is Max, and today we're talking about a few special topics. Number one uh, has to be, obviously, the biggest thing that has happened so far, and that is that Elon Musk actually bought Twitter for $44 billion, which is uh, 5-420, right? May 5th, 420. The dude trolled his way into buying one of the biggest... Uh, social media platforms. Now, do you think he's going to just uh, take it like private? Well, I mean, that's what the offer is. So the offer it was to to take it private, right? So it's um, essentially if if you know it gets final once it gets final, I think it's like three to six months to finalize everything. It's a big transaction, but like once it gets finalized, then essentially all shareholders' stock just gets automatically sold at that price. They get money, and then I think it's the top. I think a private company, it's 2,000. That's what I heard. It's 2,000 shareholders can stay. I think it's the max. Yeah. So basically, it's the top 2,000 biggest shareholders going on the list. If you want to keep your ownership, you can. They also get the option to sell, and then it just keeps kind of going down the list of who wants to be uh, a shareholder in it. What is crazy, and then we can talk about just like the you know benefits of this, what we think about like just long-term with Twitter. So the financials of it, I was listening on the, on the road, uh, the drive here, like the kind of economics, how he did it. So... He, um, it's like basically half was cash, half is, is financed. And what's wild is like the fact that he has enough cash to wire like 21, I think it was like 21 billion, like $21 billion in cash. He's like wiring to like, it's insane. Like it's a staggering amount of money yeah. to have, like to call your banker and say, yeah, just need to wire 21 billion. It's like an unfathomable amount of money. Right. Yeah. And then, but the other, this is where it gets a little interesting. And this is where it does get somewhat tricky in terms of managing Twitter is because he obviously doesn't want to sell Tesla stock, right? That most of his, his net worth is tied up in, in equity. Right. And that's why Tesla has been like tanking the stock because the risk is like, if he has to unload a ton of stock, right. That, that impacts the share price. So instead he's just taking out loans, basically margin loan, like against his stock in his different companies for the rest of it. But I think it's like a four to 5% interest rate. So like servicing that debt is about like a billion a year. So he needs basically have like a billion in cash a year just to pay yeah. those loans, which again, like he's worth, you know, hundreds of billions, but still like a, a billion in cash is a lot of money for, for anybody, right? Even the richest person in the world. Um, so that leads to the question is like, how does he manage Twitter, right? Like Twitter doesn't make money. Right. It's lost. It's lost, you know, I think almost a billion dollars. I don't think he's public. trying to monetize it at all. And so the question then becomes like, you know, I think there's two paths, right? One path is... He treats this like, you know, the rich people that buy newspapers and stuff where it's kind of like a, it's not a vanity play, but like it's a like he has his mission and he doesn't care if it makes money. Like, here's my mission. Right. I want to make this protocol. I want to make it open source. I want to make it totally free. I want all, you know, free speech, all stuff like I don't care if it not if ad- advertisers don't give us money. I don't care about any of that. Right. right. And I'll just, you know, figure out how to pay the billion dollars a year on the, on the debt and fund the company and stuff. Um, or. He, you know, really focuses on making this a very successful business his way, right? Whatever that looks like. Those are the two, you know, the two paths. And I don't know which, which one's more likely, but that, you know, the billion dollars doesn't go away. He's still got to pay the, pay the bank back. Yeah, I, I just don't think he has any interest in even monetizing this ever, ever. Because uh, he doesn't look at it as like, you know, a thing to make money. Uh, I think it's all about just unloading free speech and doing whatever with that probably adding some features but like i don't think he's gonna like i think he's just bought it to be like you can't censor people 
Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but like, I just as a human, Solar City, Neuralink, um, I'm the boring company that just raised seven hundred million dollars. Tesla, uh, SpaceX. I mean, what are you gonna do? And I, and I know it's it's still the vision. It's not like he's actually tickling buttons or anything, but it's still just the vision and the the meeting level of like. And now that, like, I don't see it being like first priority. But he's such a troll that maybe it becomes first priority. My big thing is like, how, how is this going to affect everything else when SpaceX goes public, Tesla stock in general? Because if I don't like what's happening in Twitter, I now like you kind of probably look at him as an well. You're, you're saying I don't like Elon, so, like, people will sell their stock, and it'll go, it'll fluctuate based off that a lot, I think. Yeah, I mean, that is the trick, and that's why I, I personally don't think he goes public with space. I think if if Elon's perfect world, all of his companies are private. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's his perfect world. I think Jack Dorsey said the same thing. His biggest mistake was taking, like, what was making Twitter a public company, and now it's owned by Wall Street and advertisers, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um because that's your fiduciary duty at that point. Now you have a, your your responsibility is making money for, for shareholders. shareholders. Your responsibility no longer is doing what's in the, maybe the best interest of humanity or the best interest of the product, right? Now it's returning. Um, so I don't know because I, I agree. I think if he, if all these are public, then it becomes it's very very hard because now you have multiple massive companies, probably three four of the biggest hundred companies in yeah. the world that are all essentially owned by one guy. That's very very public. That tweets all the time. That says a lot of shit. And, like, that can really cause havoc in the stock market. Like, I don't think it's, there's ever been a point in history where one person holds so much influence over economies and markets. Like, he can move crypto markets. He can move stock markets. Like, he can move these institutions with that are worth trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars with tweets, with posts. And that's, like, insane. That's why people are terrified of him. Like, that's why a lot of people are terrified of him having more control and more ownership, which I think is ironic because it's, you know, the people that are most terrified of the people that have had the control for, right know, basically since inception of America, yeah. right? And uh, and I think it's pretty pretty wild and pretty ironic, but it'll be interesting. I, I don't, again, it is a, it's a big, big challenge. And, and the last thing I'll say on the, the challenge part of it is like, you have, you know, close to a, a billion in, in, you know, or half a billion, I think, in, in payroll. I think it's like 300 million or something like that a year. And you have a lot of employees that seem to be very, un, I don't know if you've seen, like, some of the leaks that have come out of, like, internal, like, Slack messages and stuff. Like, I think it's funny um, because it seems like the biggest concern that I heard the other day was that uh, people were worried he's going to make them come back to work in person because he's very, like, pro in work, in, yeah, in yeah. office. And, like, Twitter's been remote still remote all the big tech still remote so that's right. like their biggest concern which i think says a lot about the state the people of working there the, the state of our of our society if right. like how privileged you know that group of individuals especially on the left like love to talk about privilege you're so privileged all this shit it's like yeah. the privilege that you have that that's your biggest concern you're i don't want to go to you work have a, a six-figure tech job working on a social media company where people just shit talk all day like that's what you're building and you get to work in your pajamas and you've been working your pajamas for years. And you've done no updates and you in get a decade. Stock, ec- you get equity, all these things. And your biggest concern is like... I'm going to have to actually I, go to work. Not that I might lose my job or my, not that I might like have to work another job that's not high paying, but like I'm going to have to go into the office three times a week. Like That's pathetic. I hope he does. And yeah. the people that don't like it quit. Yeah. Because there there should be so many more people waiting in line for your job. Yeah. It's it, crazy. The sense of... Um, entitlement. The, the sense of entitlement by work... Again, like... 
I think there's a lot of um, unfair and unsafe and terrible working conditions in certain companies. Right? Like, I think there's a lot of companies out there that like treat their employees like shit and do terrible things. And I think that's wrong. But like these tech companies, like these like these twenty something year olds that just got out of college and are making six figures a year working on social media apps that like complain all the time. It's like the the like your your parents and grandparents and great grandparents, like the jobs they had to work, the conditions they had to work in, like the, the salaries they made, yeah. the benefits they got. Like, are you shitting me? Well, you get a Twitter and Google and it's coming, you get your your laundry done for you. It's basically like you staying in college, you're staying at home, like your parents are taking care yeah. of you. There's it, there's better restaurants in those campuses than there is in like our neighborhoods. Yeah. So so quit. Right? Yeah. Just quit. Go get another job. Yeah, right? you're, you're not doing anyone a favor. No, nobody cares, right? Nobody cares what you say. No. And it's the people now on Twitter. Now the famous thing is just like when Trump was running, it's like if Trump wins again, I'm going to Canada. Like that's okay. his argument. Now everyone's saying if, you know, now that Elon's on Twitter, I'm going to leave Twitter. It's like, okay, go to Twitter. They're, they're announcing it on Twitter. It's like, then just people are trolling. It's like, just leave. Like you're still here. Why are you, all these people that keep saying it, tweeting yeah. it. Like I'm got, like, who cares? Leave Twitter. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Nobody cares. It, it's ridiculous. People, people yeah. think their opinion is so important. Uh, but I'm excited for it. I mean, if you think about it, he's never done anything malicious. I don't know why people hate him. He's pretty PG. He just makes funny jokes and like little satire and some some you know witty humor. Like that's kind of all he does. He's not doing bad shit. Yeah, I mean, listen, he, is he an asshole sometimes? Yeah. Like, does he say like things that are you know borderline kind of insensitive or like not PC? Yeah, but like like to your point, has he done anything like, intentionally malicious or like cruel? Like. No, no, he shit talks, which is what like, we all do. It. The difference is he's that, like, famous. He's famous and has a Rich. massive platform. Like yeah. he po- he tweeted that thing of uh, Bill Gates the other day yeah. of saying like, if you want to instantly lose a boner, look at this picture. You know why that was? <laughs> which, yeah, because Bill Gates is shorting Want- stock, right? And then he he wanted to get him to like put money in his uh, nonprofit, and he's like, this is the biggest life changing company, and you're trying to short it right now because you want me to just give you money. Yeah. So they got in a fight. And I think it's, again, like... He's just being a real dude. Yeah, normal... Be- that's people... Again, this is... It's so crazy that people can't see this. This is what, again, we talk left, right. Like, what the left keeps mis- making mistakes here is, like, instead of doing the research and, and seeing, like, why is this happening? Why did Trump get elected in the first place? Why is Elon so popular? Like, why are these things happening? They just, like, shit talk. It's, you're, like, they just, like, throw those people out. It's like... We're not even going to try figuring out why you think this way. And that's why they're losing, right? So it's like, why do people resonate with Elon? It's because he seems like a normal dude. He, he's, he says what you're thinking. He says what most people think, and he's just a billionaire. Like he happens to be, have a lot more money than one person, but he acts like a normal person. He acts like a normal person. He doesn't act like a robot. Like, you look at Mark Zuckerberg and these people, like, that's not a human being. Like, no. he's almost 90% looking at, he's going to come out in 10 years like he was yeah. an android the whole time the first yes. android was, he looks was like one. mark zuckerberg right yeah. and yeah with bill gates like you're you're trying to push the entire world to like eat healthier and do all these things and you're you look like shit like and you that, own everything f- you're trying to push to go eat out at yeah you're the biggest landowner like all these things like that's a fair criticism if you want to get people to do things like lead by example right, right. you built microsoft you know about leading i mean it's it's legit a threat hey uh Put money in my thing or I'm going to short your stock. Well, dude, whatever, right? I'll just post funny pictures of you on my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like That was such a perfect picture, too. It was great with the, the pregnant man emoji, yeah. which is just also equally as ridiculous. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Okay. Uh, second topic. What do we got? So we, we haven't talked about um, 
we've tried to stay relatively upbeat on the last few episodes. Haven't talked much about what's going on in Russia, Ukraine, because frankly, it's been just, you know, continued awfulness, right? It's like not not really changing much. Right. And we're not like a, a show that dives too much into that type of stuff anyway. But I think it's uh, the other day, I think it was yesterday, um, Anthony Blinken and a few other kind of uh, of our representatives um, basically came out and said, well, first of all, they, they actually kind of secretly went to Ukraine and visited without telling anybody. And then they basically said like their agenda now is to weaken Russia. Like the new agenda from the United States is to, weaken Russia so much as a nation that they can't do anything in the future. And like, I've read a lot of good articles about this. Like, sure, that can be your secret agenda, but you don't say <laughs> don't that. put it out on right? PR. Because like, just the, the PR agenda of saying our goal is to defend Ukraine and make sure Russia loses. That accomplishes the same thing. But you're, you're staying to the narrative that everyone else is saying to, which is like, you invaded Ukraine, so we're def- supporting Ukraine. Like, that's the argument. Right. Know? But all they're doing now is like feeding Russian propaganda because this is literally what Putin's been saying since day one. Putin's been saying on state TV since day one that the real goal of the West and United States is to to destroy us, is to weaken us. And we haven't, for the last two months, nobody's like, we haven't supported that. We haven't said anything about that. And now we're just like publicly saying like, you know, Biden has on multiple times said, like, we actually want regime change. We want, like, he's a, you know, a, a, he's committed genocide. Like, we're saying all these things. That, listen, they may, they definitely are, right, like, we want regime, like, we don't want Putin power. Like, he's done horrendous atrocities. Like, right. these are all realities. But you don't say that. Like, that's what politics is in a, like, is a game, right? Politics is a strategy game, right? So you, you don't say the things that you're thinking, like, you, you do things strategically so you don't feed your enemy. Like, I don't like who the people running our country right now when it comes to international relations are just idiots. Like, it it makes no sense. There's no there's no strategy there. There's nothing that makes sense about what they're doing or saying publicly. It's just making Putin's hand and position a lot stronger. It's just embarrassing. I mean, like, the the president, everybody around, everyone around him, like, it it almost physically just seems like you woke up and you got like quiz real quick and you're like, oh, and you just say whatever. It's like, it's that level of embarrassing. Like there's no structure. There's no thought process. Uh, I think, I don't know who makes their decisions because it's clearly not them, right? But like who's make because even those decisions are ridiculous. So whatever decisions are being made, the, the way that everything is being said, yeah, I mean, it's the easiest thing now to just show American TV and be like, look at that. Yeah, they literally said this on TV. We're just going to show it word for word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we don't have to even fake it. Like, and they could. Like, Russia has a really good, you know, that kind of aspect of their media of like faking stuff and coming propaganda. Like, they're really good at it. So they, they can, don't even have to though. But they don't even have to now. They can literally just like play. We're yeah. going to play them on CNN or Fox or MSNBC saying this thing that I've been telling you for two months, and that you've been denying, thing. which goes back to like everything yeah, you liars. always do, which is just lie, and then and then come out with something else. Yeah. So I and I don't know what happens there, but it's definitely not good because it's like at a certain point the the amount of money we're sending to Ukraine, just insane amounts of of money and military supplies and training. Like uh, Russia basically came out yesterday and said, like, you need to stop that. You're you're like you're not faking anybody. You're, you're, you're still fighting. Like this is, we're, we're at war with each other. Like this, it's, it's this really weird game we're playing where it's like, because it's not a U.S. soldier soldier shooting a Russian soldier, we're not at war with Russia because it's Ukrainians. But it's like the Ukrainians are shooting Russians with our weapons, with 
using our money. Like it's just it's this weird game where it's like semantics. Of like they're the dealer. But yeah, we're 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 essentially <laughs> like there's no transparency. Like we're, or no like it's not hidden. It's not like a secret agenda. Like right. we're fighting Russia at war right now. We're at war we, with Russia. We right are now. the dealer, the supplier. And so it's you know, I think that the threat they, the last few days they've been coming out and saying more and more like. Nuclear weapons are on the table. Like nuclear weapons are on the table, we can use nukes. Like, and not like nukes like Hiroshima, where they're just going to drop a bomb on like a city, but like tactical nukes at like a military site, and like it, that's terrifying. Like, bro, and, and I bet you they've got. We both do. They do, and we do. Just some real shit to like shut down electronics. Oh yeah, people, people don't realize that that is where the world ends. That's the biggest threat. <laughs> Everything just goes boop. The biggest, the biggest threat to us no longer is is nuclear war. It's, it's nothing. If, it's and most people don't realize this. Like, if we went to war with China or any major superpower today, within an hour, our entire power grid and utility system, gas, all that stuff would be shut down. They all have playbooks because they're all antiquated systems. They're all super outdated systems. They haven't been, you know, renovated or improved over the last few decades. They know exactly how to shut down our power grids. And so as soon as we go to war with anybody, it's we're going to turn the power off. And what do we do? We lose power. Like, we're, you can't, you can't use no society. social media. You can't commu- commu- communicate. You can't get money. Like, you're, you're done yeah. overnight. Yeah. That, that is the, it's the purge. You, you take out uh, electricity and, like, the, the power of connection. Yeah. It's a wrap, dude. It's a wrap. Everything yeah. just goes dark. Yeah. Just terrifying. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last one, which... What do we want? Let's go somewhere happier. Um, well, I don't know. The, <laughs> the third topic was the, the China lockdown, which I don't know if that's that's, that's <laughs> happier. Um, if you have a, a happier topic, I'm, I'm open. I started open watching the Elizabeth. Uh, what is it? Elizabeth the dropout. Home? You yeah. started watching it. That show is dude. She's a great actress. And like that chick was just. I, mean, I was talking. I was talking with Laura about it, my wife. Uh, and I was just explaining because she likes the Anna Delvey stuff. She's like, man, this chick like, you know, Scammed like forty million dollars. Like, babe, this chick scammed like a couple billion. I think like four four billion dollars. But then Laura was like, "Well, I mean, maybe she probably just really believed that it was going to work." I was like, "No, babe. At at some point, you are fully committing fraud, and you are you are lying, and you're lying on people's health." Like, I get following like the journey of like, man, we got to make this work. We'll just you know finagle it a little. But then there's flat out raising. I I think at one point it became financial. It wasn't about like helping. Yeah. I think I think in the early days, I think most uh, most founders have this vision, this vision, and this you know somewhat crazy you know mindset where you have to be a little crazy to be an entrepreneur, right. right? It's like I have this wild idea that I don't necessarily know exactly how I'm going to get there, but I I I think I can do it, and I, I and I can change the world. I have the path, right? Yeah. I can change the world, and you go out there and you raise early money and start building towards it. You quickly then you, you realize though like this is too far in the future. We're we're way far behind. Right. And at some point that switch had to go off for her where she realized like we've been at this for years and we still don't have anything close to even a working prototype. Like and then you're talking you're you know, five years, six years, eight years, ten years in, like seven hundred million dollars in VC funding in, like you at that point it becomes fraud. It becomes you're supporting a house of cards. I think, and that's the way I'll, I'll, you know, I'm not a criminal, so I don't know, but I would assume that most of these financial crimes start that way. They start, you look like Bernie Madoff, you like these people where it's like... And then you try to get a little bit more just to fix it. Exactly. So it's slippery slips, like Bernie Madoff, it's like, okay, you know, 
now we, if we just get Ernie Ponzi's scheme, like eventually their mindset is, if I get a trade to pay off, it'll all be fine. Like right. I just got to get some of these trades to pay off and then it won't matter. I, one big stock, a Tesla or something like that, like 10Xs, 100Xs, whatever it is. Right. And I'm going to get some more money. But every additional amount of money you raise, you owe more. It's like it builds until it's, it's you owe more, totally you owe less. It's, it's until it's, it's totally crazy. unsustainable. Um, and then you just at that point you're just like, I need to keep the fraud alive for as long as possible to figure out. You know, I'm, it's not even a solution anymore. It's just like hoping you're pushing the inevitable off that it's not going to happen. It blows my mind though the lack, frankly, the lack of due diligence in in like the VC world sometimes too, though, because at some point, bro, like. You know, I get it. Like, no, I don't. Like, having that much level of money, like, you know, because we would be like, hey, let's, we would have some questions. But we don't have, like, serious levels of money like that. You know what I mean? They just go in and they're like, yeah, we trust you. No, no one went in. Hey, check. Let's get a scientist. Let's just get a second opinion real quick. Hey, meet Steve. Let me look at your tech. Nothing. Well, even Wal- Nothing. You, know, you look at what, ha- I don't know if you got to the part with Walgreens yet, where she gets Walgreens to finally go in. But, like, Walgreens brought a lab expert. They brought that guy with them who his, he's like a full-time, he worked for Quest for a decade. Like he was the expert of, of looking at labs and equipment and, he and stuff. And he said it was good. And they wouldn't let him in the labs. So like they keep coming up with excuses to not let him in, to not let him in. And then it was like, he actually, we just found out that he worked, our security ran a, te- a check on him and he, he worked for Quest for a few, you know, decade. We think he might be a spy. And like what you had is the CEO of Walgreens and then one of the executives who was really spearheading the champion of the project the guy was championing it, kept saying, like, this is how Silicon Valley works. Like, these are the, this is the future. Like, was really pushing. The CEO was like, we need to see it. We need to see it. And they kept pushing and pushing. But she was smart. Like, she then would have, like, she brought in, um, you know, executives from other, like, grocers and, and, and uh, convenience stores and stuff in, like, at the same time. So they were seeing competition. And then basically said, like, called their bluff and said, you know what, you guys, you guys are just, like, to their face. Listen, you guys, you did you did some great things with Walgreens over the last, you know, few decades. You're just, you're old. You're an old company, and that's okay. You're doing it your way. Um, but we got to go. It's not a good fit. And, like, goes and gets on a plane and, like, has the assistant, like, yell at an address they're going to in front of them. And it was the address for, like, CVS headquarters. So they knew they were going to CVS, whether they actually had it planned or not. And, like, eventually they just, like, caved and said, we need to do it. So, like, she just kept stringing them along and pushing and pushing and playing this game, playing hard to get. And eventually they just said, okay, we don't need to see the labs. So yeah, they brought I mean, this guy and he's never gotten into the labs, even right. though they knew they needed to see it. And that's when you stopped really trying to work on the product and just were living a shady life and trying to live. I guess you were just maintaining living the lie, which is just like, that's why I don't lie. It just gets so complicated. I mean, the, the whole, yeah, the whole Walgreens deal, $120 million, was built like she knew they didn't have a product and she knew they had to like basically play this game to get them in. Yeah. She did it again, like, I don't understand how she, the board that she had, the ability to get like Rupert Murdoch and these people to invest, like nuts. I don't know how you got those individuals. And again, like you said, I don't, maybe it's, I just don't have the whole wealth, so I don't understand. But like, if I was writing somebody a check for 20, 50, 100 million dollars, I am sending somebody to your facilities to like look at the product. It's like, basic. It's it's just a basic SOP, I would think. Even because I mean, if we do it at little levels of investment, wouldn't you do it at the highest? Yeah. you just duh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't give somebody you know hundred thousand dollars, right? Without no like, I would just say on a whim, like the founder made a good pitch to me, and I believe in him. It's like right, no, like 
I want to do a demo. Let me see the tech. Like, yeah, yeah, it's wild. No. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, things things are things are crazy in that show, but it's exciting. It's on Hulu. It's called Dropout. If you guys want to watch it, uh, today's a short one, guys. But next week we're going to be doing something new. Uh, we're calling it down the middle taste testing. So we're going to be tasting either Mr. Beast burgers and giving you a review or Max has all these energy drinks that he wants us to try. So we're either going to get stuffed or we're going to just be jumping Shaking, off the walls. Yeah. So either way, stay tuned for that guys. Uh, I am Los. This is Max. Talk to us on Instagram at Max at Los Hustle. We will see you guys on the next episode. Bye guys. Bye.